Hayes, Lauren, and RJ. The Frangie Show starts now on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hey, welcome in. Glad along for the ride with Hayes Carline, Lauren Brooks, and RJ Saunders. I'm Frank Frangie on a Thursday installment of the program. A lot of things to talk about today on the show, including the bash last night. But I got a problem. Lay it on me. Well, I don't get angry about much. Yeah, we'll, yeah. It's, we'll fix a problem. Okay. Right out of the gate. There's four of us on the show here? That's true. How many were at the party? Ooh. How many? Yeah, that's three. Four. Did you count it four. up? Four. <laughs> did you count it up? Yeah, I did. I had to use my fingers and toes. Oh. But, uh, but, yeah, it was just three of us. Here's what's going to happen, okay? R.J. Saunders from Southwest Riverside High in Los Angeles. Played for the Pelicans there. The Ah! Uh, um, um, what the hell? What the hell, R.J.? What the hell? Listen, man, I was, uh, was tired, man. That was it. I was tired. Uh, I dropped the ball. I apologize to... Uh, How do we not have R.J. at the party? Carlisle? I don't know. It was uh, a great party. Yeah, it was a great party. It was a lot of fun. I hope RJ, you you you'll you're assure us you will be at the next Christmas party. I I assure you I'll be at the next shindig under one condition. I need it. I love by the way, I love conditions. Myself and Hayes Carline sing painted black. Yes. Okay, well yeah. at at the Christmas party. <laughs> okay. Totally you know, in. I, I love the idea. I love the idea. I was cheering them on at the last one we were at Cole Haynes. I was cheering them on, but well, I want I want to be on stage. Yes. You will be see, on stage. I didn't stage. see that. I didn't get to see that one. I'm still kind of bitter about that. Yeah. Yeah, word is it's what inspired the Stones to have tour, <laughs> two more world got tours back on the road. after that performance. Back on the road. It was a good party. Brooks, did you have a good time at the party? Sure. It absolutely. Great, it was a great yeah, party. It was a good party. Was I didn't great. get to see every single person there, though. That's how many of us were there. Yeah, I saw everybody. Yeah, it's hard to kind of work. The you whole know, room. Work, yeah, yeah it's yeah. see see absolutely everybody. I, I thought it was one of the best ones we've ever had. I agree. I, I thought I thought it was it was awesome. it, it was at four score, by the way. Let me mm-hmm. shout out to them, by the way. Um I thought uh what a great play. I've been there one other time. Uh Suzanne and I and another couple went we were going to the Eagles concert and we went and we stopped in there just for drinks and whatnot. It was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I but I thought the way the room look, if you're looking for a party, yeah. shameless plug. It's not shameless because I guess they're an advertiser, so plug. The uh if you're looking for a place, it's it's in San Marco. It's easy to get to that back room. So we just rented out the whole back, like the back right. area, mm-hmm. and and it was cold, so we didn't use the patio area. But the patio area would have been even. I mean, it was. A, I thought it was fantastic. It was. It was really nice, and I, you know, thanks to everybody involved with it because it was. Uh, it was a great time. Me and uh, Gene had a wonderful evening, and Gene it was had fun, fun hanging time. out with everybody. Gene had a good time. Gene, yeah. I, Gene had a good time. Absolutely. She had a good time. So it was, it was Gene a loves a party. <laughs> she loves a party. That was absolutely fantastic. All right, lots of things to talk about today. Um, hey, do you know when the Florida football schedule comes out? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm is, it, is it next couple days? Oh, it's out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's brutal. <laughs> did you see? <laughs> better, better start 7-0. Did you see the last five games? I mean, did you, of course you saw, but, but I mean, like everybody else, the last, what are we doing? We're, we're, let me ask you this. Were the 49ers and Chiefs not available? I know. It's it's rough. And, like, Ole Miss gets a bye before the game. So, like, the byes don't even really help Florida. They Every team's going to get two byes this year. It's one of those years. But so Florida gets their bye before UCF and Georgia, obviously. Georgia obviously gets a bye before the Gators, even though they should lobby the SEC to say, we don't need this bye anymore. Put it in, in, a, in front of a game that actually might be a challenge for us. And uh, <laughs> so when you – I think it's three teams. Ole Miss has a bye – before Florida, 
Uh, so even like the buys didn't really line up all that great for Florida in terms of teams. There's another team too. I maybe it's Kentucky. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it just adds to the difficulty of it. And he better get off to a strong start. I mean, you look at it, and I think they have a chance to be favored in their first five games, because largely because they're all of consequence. They're all in Gainesville. I uh, so and and I I think he has an outside chance to. If Florida was good, you'd look at the schedule and say, well, they might go 7-0 and to start, and then can you go 2-3 and in the final five and be at 9-3, and and does that get you into the 12, which it might. Uh, and so I, I think – but, I mean, if, if they're not improved significantly, right. this could be 3-9. and nine. It certainly kind of could. But I guess I look at it like – what a fun schedule, though. Yeah, Florida isn't expected to be great next season. But we get to see some really cool games now that, and this is for the SEC overall, now that Texas and Oklahoma are in. I, I know it's a daunting schedule. I get all that. But like you said, if Florida was good, we would look at the schedule so differently. I, it's, I'm sure Billy Napier <laughs> looked at it last night and was like, oh, boy. But I think it's kind of fun. I guess yeah. I'll go the other way. Yeah, I, I think a bunch of stuff. Number one, it is a fun schedule. I, I, I think – that's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to have good, fun schedules. But and here's the funny thing about the schedule. We'll go through it a little bit. It'll be the early thing we do in the program. Uh, we everyone says, um, well, but he's got an opportunity to get off to a to a good start. Well, normally the the early part of the schedule would be tough, would be considered tough. It's just the back end is so hard. You know, I mean, normally having Miami and 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 A and M A and M early, you would think is hard. But people, well, they got off. They can get off to a good start. It's a hard schedule. It is a really hard schedule, and you know, again, it's if you're looking for a silver lining here, uh, it is backloaded. So you would like to think that the team, which will still be a young team, will be better in the second half of the season. Although that is not what happened this year when they were an incredibly young team. I, although, I mean, I get it. You can make the case that well, they have fourth and seventeen away from getting a top 10 road win, and I, I get that. But uh, but they lost their last five. So, um, you know, it, it is backloaded. They will be young, uh, it, it, every, pretty much every position outside of quarterback. And will they be able to get off to a hot start, get some experience, get some seasoning, and then be a tougher out for Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State? That's what you have to hope. But yeah, I think if you're a Florida fan, you would take two and three right now in those final five, and then it just becomes, can you get off to that six and one start, which is asking a lot. But again, if Florida was good, I think that would be the expectation. It's just that they've struggled so much. You look at this, and other than Samford, really none of these are games that you'd look at and say, oh yeah, Florida's going to win. It's just a question of will they win by 10 or will they win by 30? Would you say FSU is the easiest of the five teams, just predicting it from here? We have no idea with transfer portal and all that is stuff. Is the Ole Miss game in, uh, in Oxford? in Gainesville. Yeah, that's, in Gainesville. That's, then, that's the easiest game yeah. to me. Even though they'll, they'll, they'll start in the top ten, but by then, I, mean, I agree with you. Home, home, no matter what kind of year you're having, home against Ole Miss is always going to project is easier than at FSU. Right. Because of the venue. I, I agree with that. But, yeah, Ole Miss, everyone, everyone thinks it's going to start in the top ten. Well, they certainly are, are going to bring back the quarterback. Uh, um, you know, they, they're always active in the portal. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be tough. But I also don't know that Ole Miss is 
that that's a that's a tough challenge for Ole Miss to go in and and win in the swamp. So I uh, you know again it's a difficult game. Obviously, Ole Miss this year is light years better than Florida, but you have a whole off season here. So, you know, the, the teams that are going to meet that day are dramatically different than what they are right now. The other thing, too, with it is, you know, look, if Florida gets off to an awful start, Napier may not even be coaching in that game. And then if that's the case, then Ole Miss will come in and name their score. But, I, uh, you know, so a lot of this, too, is just can Napier get off to – the hot start, because if he doesn't, I mean, it, I mean, I think their first buy comes after four games. I mean, if he's one and three, yeah. if he loses to Miami A and M, and then what would the other one be? At Mississippi State. At Mississippi State, yeah, like that could be like the Zook thing. Like if he goes into Starkville and loses, and they're going into a buy, he could be. If they're one and three, he'll probably be fired. Right. You know, and so so there's so many things that could change with that Ole Miss game, but. Of the final five, I would say Ole Miss and Gainesville is the easiest. Then I'd probably say LSU and Gainesville is the second easiest. Then I'd say yeah. at FSU, then at Texas. Then the hardest game is obviously Georgia and Jacksonville. Yeah, so we'll see what comes up uh, on that schedule. Um, I want to talk about Calvin Ridley today. Apparently apparently Calvin Ridley had a give and take with some of the reporters. Yeah. What, what, what's, the, what's the overview on that? I think the overview is that Calvin Ridley feels like he was unfairly blamed for the interception, right. that he ran the right route and that uh, the interception was more on Trevor than it was on Calvin. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, I understand that, you know, why that would bother him. But I also get the sense that he's probably disappointed largely with how his season has gone. I mean, he talked I about a 1,400-yard season, yeah. and he's not going to come close to that. Yeah. Uh, and so and, – and there's financial pressure on him. I mean, he is going to hit the market. He's a, he's a free agent to be. There's no chance the Jaguars tag him unless he turns into Chris Carter in the final <laughs> month of the season. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, I think there's probably pressure uh, that he's he's feeling. And, you know, I, I, I and, and of, I think a fair wondering, am I going to be here? Am I four games away, five games away from, you know, moving on? All right. So we got a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to start with the Jags and Calvin. Make a point or two about Calvin Ridley and, and thoughts about him. Uh, the Gators schedule, we have to get to that. Um, everyone's talking about it. It is a brutally hard schedule, so we'll talk some college football as well. Other things in the news, the Jalen Milrow going back to school at Alabama. I want to talk a little NBA. Um, Draymond Green, what in the world? He's starting to challenge, like, Lambeer. Rodman. Rodman. I think, I think, he's, I think he's worse than Lambeer. I think he I might th- be I think he might Lam- be. Lambeer was regarded as, roundly regarded as the dirtiest player ever in the league. You know, yeah. like ever, like dirtiest player ever in the league. Right. And I, I, I'm telling you, he, uh, um, I, I mean, I, he may be, I mean, what's the matter? And he's suspended indefinitely now. What's interesting about it is in the Lambeer era in the 80s, there were a lot of teams that had that That's enforcer. Right. That's right. You know, that, that basketball hasn't normally had the, the goon like hockey always has had. Right. That's right. You know, the one guy that's going to settle the score. Uh, but in the 80s in basket in the NBA, you, every team kind of had some. Lambeer was just the biggest, most infamous uh, enforcer. The, what's different today is like no one has that. Like it's a finesse league. It's shoot the three. It's not a physical in the paint league anymore. But so he's almost like a throwback. But since there's no one that's even remotely close to him, it, I mean, RJ can correct me if he, if, if I'm missing no, somebody. No one, no one. There's but no it doesn't one. seem yeah. like there's anybody that's even remotely on his level. 
in terms of dirty play. And, and so because of that, I think it, it makes him singled out even more. Yeah, I think so, too. So, so, all right, so we're going to talk some Jags. We're going to talk some Gator schedule. Uh, a lot of college football coming up today in the program. We get closer and closer to a playoff. A lot of NBA talk. Um, NBA lost a legend, or basket, pro basketball lost a legend. I'll talk about that coming up today as well. Uh, a lot to do. Glad you're with us on a Thursday, also on Old Rock Thursday. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an old rock Thursday. Music, the way it should be, or at least used to be, on The Frangie Show. Sometimes you don't really need a reason. I just felt like Bon Jovi today. Like Carl, it. I just well felt like it. We were somewhere. I think RJ might have played one earlier. Yeah, we were at Island Wings. Okay. Well, and he you played, know what? Uh, um, I've you give love a bad name. I've been locked in ever since. Yeah. I've been locked in. Good. Who doesn't love Bon Jovi? I got mad at Bon Jovi because they had to be the Patriots thing for a while there, right? Uh, yeah, that was. But, but that, that's that was over with. I'm, that's I'm, I'm, I'm safely over with. John Bon Jovi will never set foot in that stadium again. <laughs> <laughs> Produce uh, a winner. That's uh, exactly right. He's yeah. right. He's certainly rally rally guy, right? Yeah. Or, glory cut guy. Glory good guy. All right. Do you so, know the name of this album? I don't. Slippery when wet. How about that? Slippery when wet. Mm-hmm. That's so. Um, I thought the party was so fun last night. I thought two of the stars of the party. Taylor Dahl didn't come. I'm not happy about that. We're gonna have to have another went, yeah. Christmas party yeah, so I, that Taylor just, can come. Just for come. Taylor. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I went to have. What I did is I went and had a long talk with her. I yeah. just said, listen. Um, Taylor, this is we count on you. Right. I mean, you 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 have expectations, and you you failed those expectations. There but were I, no shots because Taylor wasn't there. Right. Yeah. Right. I thought I thought Molly and Sophie came in with with the, with the star of the party when they came in together. Didn't mm-hmm. you think that? I thought they were. You didn't see them. Come I in together? may have gotten there after oh, they, they arrived. Made it, so tell me about a, their arrival. They made an appearance. They were sort of like the Ginger and Marianne. Oh, cool. You know Lauren from the Love Boat, Ginger and Marianne. One <laughs> <laughs> of the great moments in Frangie show history. The. Uh, uh, no, I just thought they were. There. A lot of people didn't know them as well, and I thought they were. I thought they were great. I thought they. My wife Suzanne had more fun sitting there talking to, to Molly and Sophie than yeah. the whole time. So, so and that's awesome. Yeah, so so it's cool. So it's a. Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, love to love to see. They're the Ginger and Marianne of, of. I've decided that now. So which one is Ginger? Well, because she's taller, <laughs> but she's blonde. Well, there's not a redhead. <laughs> there's not a redhead. We have to do without a redhead. <laughs> well, you can't have a redhead. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Okay. So, I've. I've, I've does Sophie you. have a little Marianne vibe to you, to it? Uh? Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're both wonderful. I'll I'll have Molly dye her hair. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Now we need a uh, a Halloween party. Yes, we'll, <laughs> yes, we do. We'll that's, do a Gilligan's exactly. Island theme Halloween party. All right, we we'll, we will get to uh, get the the Florida schedule at the bottom of the hour. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, Calvin Ridley story. So let's the whole saga. Calvin's a good kid, by the way. He, he's he's and everyone says he's really trying. Um, he he's you know if he got a little chippy with the media, it wasn't that he was trying to be chippy with anybody. He's frustrated. Hayes, I think you made that comment earlier. He's a frustrated cat, but he's a you know he's a. There's no question he's talented. There's no question he's a good football player. I'll say what I said before. He's going to be very good. Let me rephrase that. He's going to be much better next year than he was this year, simply by by virtue of playing this year. But from now to the end of the season, with Christian Kirk not there, what what are fair expectations per game for him? Who, by the way, with Christian Kirk not there, and maybe even with him there, is the most talented receiver on the team. What are fair expectations for Calvin Ridley right now? 
fair expectation. I mean, I, I think a, a fair expectation would be play like a star. You know, play like a star, uh, lead this team, help lead this offense by being a huge playmaker in the final month of the year and carry that into the playoffs and have an outstanding playoff run. I mean, he has the talent to do it, I, but conceptually he just hasn't meshed well with this offense. And, you know, he's certainly going to get more of the lion's share of the defensive attention because of Christian Kirk's injury, but he's got to rise above that. And uh, he is playing for his career. He's definitely playing for his career here. And, you know, if he hits the market, he's going to be 29, which isn't like crazy old, but it's also not 26. And, you know, I, I think his market is, is very much in flux by what he does in this final month. So I think a fair expectation is, is go be the high-level player that you were brought here to be. I mean, we'll wipe the slate clean. You know, forget about the mistakes in, in Cleveland. Forget about all the mistakes that you've made. The slate is clean. This is a first-place team fighting for home field advantage throughout and chasing a Lombardi. Nothing that has happened, good or bad, means anything now. It is all about what you do from this point on that is going to define you and it's going to define this team. So take advantage of that clean slate and go play out of your mind for this final two months of the year and bring something special back to this city. Yeah, I love that. I think he and Trevor hopefully had a long conversation after this past game, and, and it's not all on Calvin. Press Taylor said today there's a difference between running the wrong route and not being on the same team. Nobody ran the wrong route. So I think they just need to to work a little bit closer together. Trevor didn't have to do that with Christian Kirk. Like you said yesterday, Frank, they live in the same neighborhood. They play golf together. They have just probably the same rhythm and, and habits. That's probably just different for Calvin and for Trevor. And so I think they need to spend a little more time together, and I'm sure they're doing that this week. Because, yeah, he has the opportunity now to be a 100 yards a game type of guy with at least a touchdown. I do sense that they're going to need Calvin Ridley in these last four games. And I don't mean just a player to it. I think Evan Ingram's going to be their most important receiver. Zay Jones is a really smart receiver, too, that's been here a long time and been on the same page with these guys. But I do sense they're going to need him. And I'm hoping this was kind of a not wake-up call because wake-up call implies you're not trying or working hard or – or asleep at the wheel. I don't believe that. But I do but I do sense, I really do sense that this could be, you know, okay, he's frustrated. They didn't connect on the one play. Uh by the way, the play, I, I can tell you, and I don't want to press that, I can tell you essentially, um, Calvin ran the right route, Trevor made the right throw, Calvin wasn't sure the ball was coming. And and there's and there's reasons for not being sure the ball was coming. But it was it wasn't he did not run I guess you said press kind of spoke to that today. Kind, yes. of said, kind of said that? Yeah, yeah. He, he ran the right he, – he didn't blow the route. It's just a timing thing, knowing when the ball's coming. And to your point, that, a lot of that is, is working with your quarterback. But I think they're going to need him, man. I, I, here's what I'll tell you. I think the running backs are beat up. I think you, you wouldn't even be surprised if you see a little bit more Tank Bigsby this week because I think the first two guys are beat up a little bit. Uh, you don't have Christian Kirk, who's your go-to guy in on third-down situations. My fear is Evan Ingram's going to double – Draw some doubles, don't you think? Absolutely. I think I think you're going to see Evan draw some doubles, which I think, gosh, you know, I, I, you, there's only one guy, there's only one Evan Ingram out there, so I think they're going to need Calvin Ridley. And I'll tell you this, I would probably involve him early. I, I think, I mean, that's a cliche thing to say, but I would probably try and get him going early on. I think. I don't think that's cliche because it seems like the games he's been better in, he's targeted early. 
and the games yeah, where right. he's he gets not going early. Yeah. yeah, like it's like a running back. But we just, we always talk about you know he gets lathered up. Like Derrick Henry always used to be like that, or Damian Pierce. <laughs> uh, but I think. Yeah, Ridley needs to be involved more because that probably helps him stay yeah. as laser-focused as he possibly can. I mean, I, I think in terms of offensively, the, the challenge is massive Sunday night because of how talented the Ravens are everywhere. And, and what they're able to do is, is fantastic. And leading, it, it's pretty amazing that the Jaguars, just by dumb luck, ended up playing arguably the two best defenses in the league well, in consecutive weeks in Cleveland and in Baltimore. Well, they are the two top-ranked defenses. Right. Cleveland's ranked one, Baltimore's ranked two. Yeah, and, and again, Baltimore is, is leading the league in, scoring in, in score and yards per play yeah, yeah. allowed. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's massive. And, yeah, you have to expect they're going to try and take away Evan Ingram. And, look, I'd like to see Tank. I, I kind of look at this as a throwaway game. Mm. I mean, because I just don't think that – I, I I just I don't think they're gonna get the one seed. So to me, it's it's a great if you if you somehow find a way to win it, it's fantastic. I don't think a loss really. I mean, it it stings, but it's to me, it's minor. They've got to win their final three, and they'll be fine. So I wouldn't mind seeing Tank Bigsby get an extended look, and and if he struggles, he struggles. But you know, take this opportunity to yeah, et you need etn and D Ernest Johnson ready for the the three after this. Because those are the three that you've got to lock up, that you should win. You're better than those teams. And if, if you go 3-1 and one in your final four, you're going to win this division, and, and we'll see you know, what kind of seeding you get. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see Tank Bixby. You know, it's been a while since he's had – I think he played one offensive snap last week. So get him out there, see what he can do. If he struggles, you probably weren't winning the game anyway. And here's the thing. Trevor had 57 dropbacks last week. Is that right? Is that 57? I thought it was 50. Well, he threw 50 passes. Yeah, he threw 50 so passes. I, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think it's 57 dropbacks. 57. Yeah, because he was sacked a few times. Yeah, So and he scrambled out a couple times. I think, I think they called 50. Well, you're not going to win like that. You're not beating the Baltimore Ravens in that defense by dropping back. And, I, and I'll listen. And this is – and I, I, I'm being honest. We, we, we talked about it all offseason. Should the Jags go get a pass rusher? Jadavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy are both having terrific years. They are. Terrific. I mean, Clowney's got seven and a half. Van Noy has affected the pocket. And they were both available, and the Ravens went and got two. And they're, they're as important as anybody. And the defensive – do you see where the defensive tackles got like 13 sacks? Yes. I mean, they're a good yeah, defense, man. They are. I mean, they, Roquan they, Smith's unbelievable. Yeah. Roquan Smith runs. Boy, he runs. I mean, I just I, – I'll do my boards tonight, but I went through the stats. Man, they got defensive stats. I will say this: Kyle Hamilton. Did Kyle Hamilton practice? Did he? Was he uh, let me look back. I, I I didn't think they were going to have him this week. But yeah. Let me. He's a big part of their defense. Oh yeah. Him. He's a, he is a big, 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 big. I think he he did practice in limited fashion yesterday. He was le- he was limited yesterday. So and I, and I think he'll probably be one of those game time game time decision guys. But um, that he's a. I mean, he's he's a big part. They have a good defense, but I, you got to run it some. You can't drop back fifty-seven times. You can't. Uh, but I would so I would still establish Calvin Ridley. You're going to need him, and I think you're real. I think you're going to need him in this game. He's got an athleticism against a very athletic defense that matters. If the Jaguars had Jadavion Clowney, I'll use him as an example. Would you have said the Jaguars beat the Bengals and the Browns? It's close games, close game. I, you know, if they played a little better. If, you would think, right? Because if they played a little better, and they, they got to those backup yeah. quarterbacks, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so yes, so yes, that's a yes. They were again. 
I'm not making excuses. They're, they're an eyelash from winning both games. They say they're also an eyelash from losing some games early, too. That's the way the NFL is. You're always an eyelash from the other thing happening. I know that. Hitting of the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. So, the, so you're always you're close either way. But I, but, I, but I will tell you, yeah, I think they uh, just possibly would be better teams. So, so we'll see. But anyway, so uh, Jags and Ravens, is it going to rain? What's the word? You're, you're the, like the expert. What's the, is it going to rain Last I checked, yes, it's supposed to rain all Saturday night. There's an 80% chance on Saturday, and there's an 85% chance on Sunday. Okay, it's going to rain. So it's going to rain, Carline. Can they tarp Football the field weather. like Saturday, I'm guessing, right, and keep it dry until Sunday until they have to pull the tarp up? They can. They, yeah. You got Yeah, you can only tarp it. You can, in the sunshine, you can only tarp it so long. You don't want to tarp on it when the sun's out, but if it's raining, yeah. Um, interesting. The field, I think, won't be a factor at all. It'll yeah, be a good field. It won't yeah, be like so uh yeah, I told maybe I'll slow Lamar down. I told, yeah, I that's told, my hope. The big significance yeah. of the rain is: is it raining when I go from my car to the broadcast booth? That's that's the only the only after that, let it rain. Right, that's the way I feel. Yeah. So we'll take a break. Uh, let's talk about this Florida football schedule. Everyone's talking about that. That's our topic after this on Ten Ten XL and ninety two point five FM. The Frangie Show live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on Ten Ten XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an old rock Thursday. Music, the way it should be, or at least used to be, on the Frangie Show. A song for the broken hearted. On Joby today on Old Rock Thursday, always a Stanley Pools Thursday. Frank Frangie Hayes Carline. RJ Saunders, I'm Lauren Brooks. All right, we're going to give it to Florida's football schedule. I would say, Frank, that... This would be the hardest schedule Florida's ever had, even if this was the 9 Florida team. Yeah, it, uh, it, I can't remember one with this much, um, certainly preseason expectations or fears. Or I was looking through this today. Okay, I think Miami's got a chance to be ranked, probably ranked low. A&M with Mike Elko could be ranked. Uh, Tennessee will be ranked. That's three that are going to be ranked. Then it's Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, FSU. So, yeah, you could have seven ranked teams. Kentucky could be eight. You could have team in the in the in the original AP top twenty five, the one that comes out in, in August. You could you will have you know Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, FSU, and Tennessee are going to be ranked. That's six. There's no doubt of it. There's no doubt, including Tennessee. That there's no doubt those six are going to be ranked. Miami, A and M, and Kentucky could be right. You could have nine. Yeah. You could, the season could start with nine ranked teams on your schedule. Nine. I don't think UCF's going to be ranked. No, UCF won't be ranked. Right. I I don't. Yeah, and, but, and it, I, but Kentucky again, Kentucky probably won't. It, it's going to be a ton. I mean, it's absolutely. It's going to be a, a ton of great teams. I, again, the 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 solace here is well, you're going to find out what you have in Billy Napier. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to know That's definitively right. what you have in Billy Napier. There's not going to be smoking smoking mirrors here. He's either going to go eight and four and keep his job, and you will, and it will be eight really impressive wins. Well, it'll be. Uh, it, a minimum of of seven impressive wins because he only has one gimme, uh, and so I think eight and four you feel really good about where things are headed. Uh, if uh, you know if it's anything above eight and four, you're throwing a parade and signing him to an extension. And if it's under eight and four, you're probably looking for another coach. Um, you know, and and so it's it's a it's a monumental challenge. I mean, there's there's no other way to say it. It's you know I think everybody's schedule is going to be harder. I don't think it's just Florida. But Florida didn't do themselves any favors by adding Miami and UCF 
the when they could year. have just taken a page out of like Michigan's book three right. or four years ago and said, you know what? We know that the SEC is probably going to expand and we may be looking at, you know, adding a Texas or an Oklahoma. So let's go schedule, uh, you know, three kind of gimmies in Florida State is our, our non-conference. Uh, they didn't do that. Miami is, is going to be a physical team. I mean, again, the only saving grace is a lot of their schedule is in the swamp. Uh, they don't leave Florida a lot. In fact, do they leave the state of Florida more than like three times? I think it is three. They go to Starkville, yeah, they which, go, they, I mean, if you can't win that game, then don't even fly back they go to, to Gainesville. <laughs> well, uh, well you, say, you say that, but I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be better than Mississippi State. You would hope, right? You know, well, if they're not better than Mississippi State, they need to find another coach. Yeah, I mean, that that yeah, will that yeah. will be the ultimate verdict of yeah. yeah I this mean, isn't I mean, working. I mean, with um, uh, what I'll tell you about Mississippi State is going. And I'm going to get back. I'm taking you off topic. You're trying to make a topic about visiting games, but but I think with a brand new coach, with a brand new quarterback, I assume anymore you don't know who's going to be any good. You know, in the conference, right. you don't know, in the con. I mean, I would be shocked if Mississippi State isn't a bad team next year. You would expect, right? Yeah. But, but my point is, you don't know. But it, you don't I, know. Yeah, but I got a sophomore. Yeah. So you go, go to Starkville, you go to Austin, right. And there's a, there must be a third one in there. Is Nashville? it? Oh, you'll play Vanderbilt. It's, it's Rocky Top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. you only leave yeah. the you only leave the state of Florida three, three times. times. You know, yeah. going to Tallahassee while it's a different a difficult environment, it's not a tough trip. Uh, and so, you know, that's one of your it's road not games. A, right, right. It's a hard game. Right. It's not a tough it's and, and more, travel trip. More importantly, yeah. you've got seven games in the swamp. So, yeah. you, you look, you got to go six and one right. in those seven games. Yeah. If, you, if you find your way to six wins in the swamp, yeah. then the, you're the, well on your way to a, a nice season. And to your point about, about Mississippi State, five, four, four of the first five games are in the swamp, and the other one's in Mississippi State. So, right. so, so so it's it's home against Miami, home against Sanford, home against A and M at Mississippi State, off and then home against UCF. So that's 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 when you got to make your. Hay. If Florida was any good, you would look at that and say they're going to start five and zero. Yeah, right. Because A and M's going through a transition. They've lost a lot of talent. You know, we, yeah, they they signed Florida big classes, team. but they've lost a lot of that talent. Uh, you know, Miami. We'll see. Maybe they get a great right. quarterback in the portal. They're going to be physical for sure. But are they going to be skilled yeah. enough to go in this? I mean, winning in the swamp in your first game, right? You're gonna they're going to have to be much better than Florida. Right. Not just if it's if it's close. If Miami and Florida are comparable, Florida's going to win that game because to go on the road in week one and win in the swamp is a tough, tough task to ask Miami to do. So, uh, look, you get off to a hot start. A and M's going through a, a transition. Uh, we'll see what they are in year one. Mississippi State, I think, is going to be awful. UCF. I mean, if again, that's one of those, and and UCF is is come a long way. But if UCF comes into the swamp and beats you in September, then don't even go back to your office. You know, go home, get your family, get your belongings, and go back to Louisiana or wherever your next destination <laughs> is going to be, because you're no longer going to be the Florida coach if UCF comes in in September and beats you in the swamp. So the Florida opponents on the 2024 schedule let, this past season went 122 and 44. Sorry, 102 wow. and 44. So 102 wins, 44 losses. To put that in perspective, in comparison to Georgia for their upcoming schedule, and again, Florida's will of course add, and Georgia's will of course right. add because college football playoff teams. But Georgia's 86 and 59. So oh, wow. their opponents' records yeah. by 15 games. But a lot of worse. that is Florida's terrible, right. and Georgia's great. So Florida gets the benefit. Of Georgia having eleven wins, right? 
Correct. Georgia gets right. the benefit five. of Florida having yeah. five. Yeah, right. So that right there is six yeah, games. Yeah, I, very good point. The uh, uh, A bunch of stuff with Florida. First of all, it appears on Twitter, because Twitter X is always correct, that they're – and I, I know we still have six days – but it appears they're holding some of the recruits. Is that is that the, that's the narrative I sense? And again, I don't follow it. But you, you, you mean? I, I I know they fans are encouraged that L.J. McRae did tweet out that a week until I'm a Gator. Was that and was that after his FSU visit? Yes, okay. I think he just did it today. Okay. So. And Will Harris took the picture with Xavier. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look if if they hold those three players. Right. I yeah, it's going to be for going five and seven. It'll be yeah. the greatest recruiting yeah. class in the history yeah. of mankind. Yeah, but but but. Apart from that, again, the journey, I told you, the journey started this week. First part of the journey is, is Mertz coming back. Then the part of the journey is the good players leaving. Princely left and ETN left. And I mean, Caleb Douglas, I think, is a bigger loss than other people do. I think he's a good player. He ended up at Texas Tech. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not, not a big place. Yeah, uh, yeah so. but, I, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I, he still was a, he's still the weakest wide receiver I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But, uh, Am I naive to think that ETN could stay? Like no. somehow, some way. He's not saying. I'm right. super naive. Okay. Yeah, that's very naive. The, uh, um, but I, but I, but nonetheless, the journey, the journey began with Mert staying and and Cam Jackson staying and some of the other good players leaving. That's the first part. The second part of the journey is which one of these recruits stay. Okay. Again, forget the season. The season's over. Again, he's don't worry about special teams now. Worry about special teams in August. Right now, it's which guys come. Then, then after next Wednesday, we'll, you'll know that. And do they add any? Are they adding anybody? I mean, they're in the mix, but I wouldn't think it'll be anybody. Nobody that, of significance. No, okay. what, nobody of real significance. Okay, I think they're going to get a this the speedy running back that's like a three star that uh, was okay. committed to Arkansas. I think they've got a good chance at him. Okay. I don't, but I don't. But mostly this, if they hold I, their guys, I think that's holding their class. the class okay. is is the key. I don't think they're right. in position to add. They, I mean, there could be a yeah, guy or two, it. but it doesn't feel like they're going to have this amazing close. All right, so 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 that's the first part. The second part, the next part of the journey is and maybe the most important part is what do they do in the portal what they i mean that's that's really important is what they do in the portal i mean what they i mean really what they do in the portal it doesn't have to be a lot of names you know i don't i, I so help me people we have um we mem- we think of things now maybe not the way they were then but i'm sorry nobody knew Jer- nobody in the mainstream knew jared verse was going to be that he was at albany now, maybe the people in the portal knew. You know, you know, I mean, maybe the insiders knew. We have revisionist history. Yeah, boy, if you got Jared Verse. Well, nobody felt that way. You know, Jaheim Bell's different. You know, but no. Yeah, the, receive, the, the more of the offensive guys were impressive. Like yeah, you know, Keon I, Coleman, if you knew what he had done, and, he and was I, really and, impressive. And Johnny I, Wilson was and, impressive. And I guess I didn't because maybe I don't. I mean, I, I didn't. I could have told you all those Ohio State receivers and a couple of Michigan. I didn't know Keon Coleman. Yeah, and like think Johnny Wilson only had like fourteen yeah. catches his last year. Yeah, yeah. So State. I didn't, I didn't so know they, those. I mean, they did just because he was six seven, people were like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jaheim Bell, I knew. Yeah. But most of those guys, I didn't. Trey Benson, when he was was he at Oregon, yeah. I, I didn't know. But but the point is, the point is, you're going to see them and not necessarily know if they're any good. You just got to hope. I mean, look, I hope Caleb Banks and Cam Jackson were good. You know, right. they were they were at Memphis and wherever. You know, so Louisville, Florida needs to lead the country. And portal weight added. Yeah, right. Like, you know, you know what? that's what I want poundage. <laughs> you, know, you know, that is a I really want good a point. metric 20, ton of portal talent added. Yeah. Like, I don't care about some 190 pound slot receiver. Like, I don't care about a corner. Like, Florida needs to lead the portal 
in girth. Yeah. That's what we need to yeah, see. I, look, I, I love girth. Yeah. I, I love fat guys. Yeah. I, mean, I think girth is a big physical. So give me a 6'6", six, six, some 2'3". Absolutely. I think they you want should, someone as big as Des Watson. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want that much girth. I want, <laughs> I want, I want, I want girth to a point. Right. Get a sack. Yeah. So, uh, so no. So if that, he could ever again, if he could ever lose the weight, I think he'd be phenomenal. Well, he's well, the he, fact that he can even remotely play at a functional right. level in the SEC at that weight is a testament to he's got a ton of talent. Yeah. yeah I, I, he's a very athletic guy. I mean, for four hundred fifteen pounds, guy. I, I'll tell you what I said all along about him. If he could get, he's he's not he's never going to three. He's never going from four fifteen to three fifteen. Could he go for whatever he is? Could he go from four thirty five? I think. Could he go from four thirty five to three sixty? Then he could be a pretty good player. Yes, he'd have to lose sixty or seventy pounds. Um, and I still say he's a guard, not a defensive player. Although some of the really big defensive guys, you know, Sam Adams over the years were bigger than some of the offensive guys. But I I think he's an offensive guard, and Lord knows they need that. You know, I I, I wonder if that conversation's ever happened. Have you? Is there? And again, I'm not smart enough to know. Maybe there's, there's something in his skill set that wouldn't make him a good guard. I mean, maybe they have long arms or something. I don't know. I don't know. But wouldn't you think on the offense is this well, athletic? I mean, I would is? say the problem with that though is coaches tend to not want to rotate their offensive linemen, and there's no chance well, he can give point. you 65 snaps well, in a game. That is a that is a great point. That you know what I hadn't thought about that, but that is the point, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. The offensive linemen have to play the whole game. He didn't play the whole game. Yeah, he. He might play the whole quarter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll see. So the journey's begun. Um, I think conventional thinking is Xavier Filsame, is that you say it? It's a good question. Is, I don't know. Is is is, is gonna be hard to keep because he's been he's been um look, people think he's going to Texas. Uh, I think the other but, two I mean the Florida's credit and yeah, yeah. I say credit. Yeah. I mean Florida's obviously not yeah. conceding it because they still they got sent- the picture. Right. He I mean, the they picture. sent the new hire yeah. directly to him. Right. right. Texas so, sent their defensive backs coach and Steve Sarkisian. Yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. sure, you know, well, I'm sure if Billy Napier Bill. has an in-home left, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. he'll use it. Yeah, that's but, right. But I, a lot of flying for Billy Napier over yeah. the next oh, yeah. 10 oh, yeah. days. But, a bit, days. but then the, the portal, like the portal stuff, like, is it Joey Stackman? Is that yes. the one from Penn? Is uh, it yes. Penn? Need him. Okay. Well. Because he's got girth. He, well, not, not only that. But he must be J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald all rolled into one <laughs> right. because every team in the country wants this guy. Yeah. You, I mean, this is the guy that everybody thinks they're getting him. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah. Oh, we're getting him. We're getting him. We're getting, we should get him. We'll get him. We should right. get him. We'll get him. So, but, but you're right. They need a bunch of big guys in the portal. So, so they're so – they're, I mean, Did you see Florida's schedule release video? I didn't. It's good. It's got, it's, it focuses on all the celebrities that they have in their base, and a lot of them <laughs> so are – You can't focus on football. Right, Yeah. <laughs> But um, Spurrier kind of leads it, and he does a great job. And it's got the the people that you know in the sports world that have Florida, uh, you know, that are Florida alums. But uh, I always forget that Daryl Hammond is a Florida grad that, from Saturday Night Live. I didn't know that. Yep. So uh, who plays Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy when right, Will right, Ferrell right. is Trebek, and he's magnificent. I didn't know he still is with SNL. He's just not I didn't know on camera it. anymore. Who else? Who else um, is on it? So he's on it. And then the actor, Steven Root, who plays in Office Space, he's the no, guy that wants the stapler. And then he's on this show, Barry, that just ended on HBO, and he's awesome in that. Uh, so he's one of those character actors that when you see him, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've I seen don't, him. I man. don't know any of those shows. Yeah. But I bet you you'll know. You don't know him, man. If I don't know him, you don't. You don't watch I any TV. Don't. I bet you you'll know when you see him. Maybe he'll have been him. in Blue Bloods or something yeah, okay. that. Yeah, I guess. seen Office seen. Space. Yeah. Okay, well then I think you'll. He's the nerdy like yeah. guy that mumbles mm-hmm. and 
Um, anyway, so he's in the video too, and and does a great job. So, anyways, cool. If you if you're a Gators fan, you'll probably enjoy it. Okay. So, but 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 yeah. So, but I, we'll, we'll watch it. So, yeah. Again, the journey. The next part of the journey for them is what happens six days from now, and for everybody, by the way. And I will say this again. I am. You can't. You have to be intrigued by what happens in Tallahassee because they have they have to have a very good player procurement year. There's. There's very few players of note going, that we would know going back to Tallahassee. It's weird. There's no panic there, nor should there be. Enjoy your 13-0, and 0, you know, and you got screwed out of the playoff, and, and you have every right to be mad about that, but enjoy your 13-0 and, and your Orange Bowl. Win or lose against Georgia, enjoy where you are. I, I get that. But, I mean, who's going to play all the positions, you know? I mean, if Benson's out and Coleman and Wilson are both out and you know Travis is out and Jaheim Bell's out, Who's playing all the who's who's getting the ball? It's gonna be incredible. who's catching it, who's throwing it, who's running yeah. it. I mean, I mean, I and I and I don't follow that as closely as I do Florida. So I'm sure Rick Ballou can answer all those questions right. that we can answer about Florida, about Florida State. I get that. You know, that'll be a fascinating spring game. You know, to see what Florida State looks like at the end of spring drills and and to see what they add. I mean, obviously they're having a, a amazing recruiting class. So I you got to think that some of those young guys will step right into big roles. Uh, but, you know, you'd like to have – they've had such a veteran team that it would seem to be almost a culture shock, I think, for the coaching staff to go from coaching basically a mini professional team of 22- right. and 23-year-olds to now relying on 17- yeah. and 18-year-olds to be your primary Or do they go talent. get – or do they, they out – do they out portal everybody again? But they'd have to. I mean, to do that, they're going to have to. I Wait. mean, to your point, you, you're talking about adding 15 guys. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe they can do, but um, that's that's a big ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's add. what I'm saying. Someone's. It's so, and, and that's the whole thing we don't know about the portal yet either. Is someone going to win it every year, or is it going to is it going to be more watered down and everybody gets their share? You know. I would think more watered down because again, there were some schools that weren't even engaging in it that now are. And so you have to think that with more of an intention on it universally, it's going to be harder to go in and dominate like schools like Florida State that have. I mean, they're, they're certainly they're going to have every every attractive aspect to sell. So I'm, I'm not suggesting that anything is declined on their end, but I do think that there will be more. Right. More buyers, which is going to make it more difficult for them to, to dominate it. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the association. I got a thought about Jonas. He went for 60. See that? RJ went for 64, my man did. Yeah, 64, hold the fries. Yeah, yeah, 64. And I got a thought about Draymond. I got a thought about the NBA this next day with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on the Frangie Show. Fun Jovi today on Old Rock Thursday. Frangie and Carlion, Brooks and RJ Saunders with you. All right, I'm going to get to RJ's thoughts on this in a minute. Let's start with you. Because uh, we watched NBA at least a little bit back in the day. And I'll get to Draymond in a minute because that's uh, the topic everyone's talking about. But Giannis went for a 64. Which one of today's guys other than LeBron 
and Steph will be among the greatest of all times and mentioned as such. Is Duran in that conversation? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the greatest of all time when 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 historians look back at the best fifty, best thirty, best twenty five, whatever, Duran yeah. will be on the conversation. Duran will be on it. Is that the only three? You're talking about of guys that are pretty much at the end of the career. No, nope, I'm talking about guys playing now. Because I think cause Embiid if, will be one of the greats. Because if because if Luca and Embiid and and you know all all Jokic, if they're all because they're all great players, Giannis. So will they? You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Will they? Will they be mentioned the same way? Russell and Chamberlain and and Shaq and. I think there. I mean, there's still a lot of years to play out, but I think they're on the path to that. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I just, I just it, the leagues that have uh, RJ for re- watch someone that watches the association now, young guy like you. What connection do you feel like you have to like way back to like? I mean, Wilt and Russell and Jerry West and Kareem. Do you feel, do you feel like you have a good feel for that history? I, I feel like I do, but I mean, you know, I, I've loved the game since since yeah. a young age. So yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I just to see the past and how the game was played, how uh, you know attitudes were, how the feel was, uh, just between players and opposite teams, how you know fandom was uh, for your team, and how you know strongly you felt about your team. You know, it's definitely changed uh, from then to now. You know, it's funny. In other sports, think about this for a second. In other sports, everyone thinks today's guys are better, faster, run faster, bigger, stronger, pitchers throw harder. But in basketball, it doesn't feel that way. Basketball, nobody feels like there's anybody better than Jordan was, you know? Right. Or Russell or Chamberlain. Or, it's, it's interesting. Now, they mean that, that means they're right, but it feels that way, doesn't it? It does. It feels it, – it, that's a different sport. Uh, where RJ? Where is Giannis on? Give me the right now. Best five. Do this for me. You can't have LeBron, Steph, or Durant. Give me best five guys in the league. And you, and you can't so have, no LeBron, Steph, or Durant. So have, you're thinking those three. I'm with your your best five in the league without those three. Scary because you're talking about a lot of European guys. So you're talking well, Luca. Okay, Luca. Luca's one of the top five. I don't think anybody would debate that. The Jokic. And nobody would. Those are the two, and Giannis. Those those are the three nobody would debate. Right. Yeah, um, Embiid. Is that, yeah, okay, you said that. So, so if it's Luka, Jokic, Giannis, then no one's gonna no one's gonna debate those. Embiid, okay, I'll give you that. Um, that's the four. Yeah, why do I? Feel and then like, it could be Tatum. Then it could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's the guy I was that, thinking right? that I really feel like I'm missing somebody. But Tatum was a guy Tatum, that came to my Tatum's mind. Tatum's probably next, right? I mean, would you say? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm off the top of my head. I'm thinking Tatum's probably next. What about like Devin Booker? And- Booker, I thought about. But Booker ran through my mind. What about this guy that I feel like has just come on strong, RJ? Tyrese Halliburton. I, I need to see it like another year um, for me, but definitely a guy who I think is, I when you talk about up-and-coming stars in the league, and I think it may be sacrilegious for me to say this right now, but if the tall guard, um, that Jason Kidd-esque guard that we haven't seen in a minute, I think you may have found it in Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so I'm just thinking where where those guys are, and so because Jonas is the one that I wonder. I'm very intrigued where where he is at the end of it. If he gets another ring, he strikes me as the guy. I don't know that he's better than Jokic, but why do I feel like he's the guy that we'll be talking about that the basketball people will be talking about more in 20 years? Well, because he's an MVP and he's won a title. Yeah, and, he's got both. You know, he's yeah, still yeah. relatively yeah. young, yeah. still at a, the peak of his career. So yeah, I mean, it could be. 
if he gets one this year, it, yeah, he's well on his way to yeah. being one of the greats of yeah. all time. All right. Does it matter that people like Giannis more than they like some of the other players? Does uh, that matter at all? Yeah, yeah, probably, Usually, yeah. probably. People, people, yes, it does. It's how you remember somebody. Like Kevin Durant is going to be remembered, I feel like, yes, for the on-court, but also that he had the fake Twitter account and things like that to, and he, to defend himself. And he really, ring, he really, he really chased rings. Absolutely. Yeah, he, was a, he was the ultimate. As good a player as he was, he was the ultimate ring chaser, too. So he's a great player now. He's a great player. So. Right, the other thing is, is to go to um, Draymond Green. All right, dude, what's wrong with the guy? I mean, what, I mean, what is it? Is it mental health stuff? What's the, what are the insiders that you follow in the NBA think that's wrong with this guy? You hear a lot of anger management, like, yeah. you know, I mean, when you're hearing what he's doing right now, the next name that, you know, that comes out of people's mouth is Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, you know, whatever name you would like to like to call him. Um, I don't know. You know, is he trying to be this guy who's the enforcer in the league? And, you know, if if you're being that, that this is the wrong way to do it. I, you know, I, I understand the NBA is trying to be more – safe with their players um you know as far as shooting driving the lane and things like that and I understand he grew up uh kind of in that uh post bad boy but you're yeah. seeing the 90s right. era and things like that um I don't know if this is anger management and I don't want to claim it as such but whatever's going feels on that I mean, way though feels that way it feels that way um but you know I I don't. I don't like what's what's going on. You know, this guy's going to go into the Hall of Fame, whether people like it or not. He was an integral piece in the Warriors championship run in the LeBron era. But you know, Lauren talking about you know what some players may be remembered for. I I would hate if this is the way Draymond goes out. Is he a Hall of Famer? Is Draymond, you, you said you think he's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't think he's first ballot. Me personally, but I think he gets in the Hall. And really? I think there I think there's an argument that people would say he gets into the Hall of Fame. Um, see, I, see I, and again, I don't follow it close enough to know. And he was the third piece of that great run. He, it was Steph, Clay Thompson, and Draymond were the three most identifiable guys. Hayes, do you think he goes in the Hall of Fame? Probably. I mean, he's a four-time champion, four-time All-Star, eight-time All-Defensive player. Uh, okay. So, yes, okay. but I would agree with RJ. I don't think it's immediate. Yeah, okay. Um, but I do think one day when there's a year where, you know, there yeah, yeah. You know, maybe isn't the – the great Strongest class, class. Yeah. I think Draymond Green gets in. If you've won four titles yeah. and you're, you know, eight time all defensive, well, that, that's the you're, well. You're if it's a four time all star and an eight time, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're probably right. And, and I people think, don't, I feel like, focus as much on the defensive players these days in this NBA because everyone focuses way yeah. more on the offense. Well, but well, I think he, by the way, is going down as as someone who was violent in the game. Like that, well, it, this well, is part his of identity. his identity. His identity is the fight, and it is part of his, I think, legacy, especially because it's the most recent part. Yeah, his identity is the fight. I'll tell you this. You made a point. People don't pay attention. People don't pay enough attention to the defense until you've been on the the all defensive team eight times. Well, once you have numbers and volume, then that changes a little. Uh, but I, th- I again, I think if I'm if I'm the association, I don't know how the the legal part of it works. If you're going to get sued, I'd have a hard time bringing him back. I mean, I, I think he's a real bad guy. I mean, he, at some point, you can't just be. He knocked out his own teammate. Was it Jordan Poole that he got in a fight with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he fought his own teammate. I mean, you can't I, – I would have a hard – oh, there it is, boys. I'm reading it up. I didn't see it. Punch Jordan Poole in the face. I, I just I, – I would have – I would – I don't know. I, I would be tempted to say, listen, we don't need this guy in our league. I, I would be tempted. I would just give him like a 10-game suspension and 
bring him back. I mean, that, that's that's pretty hefty. Yeah. And so to me, you know, I would suspend him 10 it's games. It's six suspensions. I the saw the odds one. are more like 20 to 30 games. Yeah, and RJ, you would know more than me, but that's what I saw. And I was like, that kind of seems valid yeah, yeah, just based off of the suspensions like, we've seen for other players that had more I mean, off the court He's had court six stuff. suspensions, and he's obviously looking to punch people. I mean, this is, he's very clearly looking for who to punch. It's his third ejection this season. Not yeah, third ejection yeah. in his career, third ejection this season. Yeah. And I think you look at the the types of incidences, and that's yeah. where when the other players are saying, like, man, I just was glad he didn't choke me, yeah. uh, that's a problem. And, and, and I'm always honest about this stuff, too. I, I, I'm a um, – as a sports talk host, we're supposed to talk about this stuff. I don't want to talk about it because I'm intrigued by it. But I don't want to – I don't have any heritage in terms of understanding the league suspension – um, tendencies. I'm not even talking about policies. I'm talking about tendencies. Uh, whether it was baseball or football, Hayes, I'd have a better feel for it. I don't have a good feel for it. I just don't. I don't follow the NBA close enough to know that what their suspension tendencies are. So, so I'm talking kind of out of out of, out of school a bit. But it just seems to me like this guy's looking to fight more than play basketball. That that's 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 my my very uh, not involved fan perspective. Yeah, and, and I get it. I, this is what I would say in, in terms of a 10-game suspension. It's an 82-game season, so that's a 13% yeah. of the season suspension. I'd, I'd say that's pretty substantial. Uh, here's the thing. Nothing's going to get his attention. He's going to play the way he plays. Right. I mean, he takes pride in being that ant- at antagonistic force uh, for the opponent. I don't think that's going yeah. to – I don't think he's going to change. So, you know, in terms of, in terms of that, but I, I think – I think 10 games is – I think it, it fits. This wasn't like he turned around and slugged a guy. Right. I mean, it, you know, so I – you know, it was – you watched, We've watched it a bunch of times. I can't quite tell. Did he slug him and try and make it look like he was just wail, wail, wailing his arms? Or did he did – he, was it more inadvertent? Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Tom Jonovich. No, it's not that. You know, right, right. so, I mean, to me it's – you know, that would be obviously a – you know, uh, worthy of a of a season suspension. But For people that don't know what Hayes is talking about, Kermit Washington punched Rudy Tomjanovic in whatever year, seventies something, and it was the most gruesome punch in NBA history. Yeah, broke his face. Broke his face, and he, and he was never the same. Came back to be a coach. But it was an awful. I mean, it was an awful. It was the most, most awful incident ever. And he literally just walked, took like five steps up to him, right. and then threw a haymaker. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. did that yeah. person ever play again? Rudy, I don't think Rudy. He never played. He became a coach and a good coach. Yeah, he won two titles with the Rockets. Yeah, with yeah. Elijah the one who was Drexler. punched. Yeah, the one who was. Look, look, punched. And what about the one who punched? Kermit Washington and Rudy T. Yeah, it had to be the. It had to be early seventies. That's what I would think. Early seventies, but it was a gruesome. It was the most gruesome punch. In NBA history, yeah, Rudy T became a really December ninth, nineteen seventy seven. It was seventy seven. Okay, so mid seventies. Yeah, so but it was a it was awful. I mean, it was awful. But yeah, so but the, he, I, he, he I, didn't, I didn't see this level. I, not on this one. Yeah. Not so on, to yeah. me, I I I don't know. I mean, I, I would say yeah. ten games, but yeah. Yeah. so the we'll odds twenty one to thirty games have the best odds. Then it's eleven to twenty games, second best odds, and then one to ten games has the third best odds. Okay, put me down for one to ten. <laughs> okay, we'll five hundred dollars on that one. Uh, <laughs> you got we'll it. Take a break. We come back. Let's talk some college football. Alabama's quarterback coming back. I got a thought. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on The Frangie Show. 
o'clock Thursday. Also, a Stanley Pools Thursday. Talked about friends, uh, Greg Stanley, the other day. Since 1988, man, if you want to pool in this market, Stanley Pools is the place to go to. Head to Stanley Pools for all your needs. They have they have built us a number of pools and do a great job. Pavers, screened enclosures, anything you want in the backyard. All my friends from Stanley Pools, Frangie and Carline Brooks, R.J. Saunders. One day after our company bash, which is fantastic. Want to go back to Foursquare? Let's do it. You said you didn't eat much, though. I didn't, but I was just having. You were you were a fun guy, though. Yeah, I was having fun just talking to, uh, you know, and and kind of making my way around, and you know, it didn't stop me from drinking, obviously. But I didn't. uh, I didn't take advantage of the food. It looked great, though. Do you have any food, Brooks? I had two pieces of flatbread. It was kind of difficult to get in there. You know, you kind of had to like time it perfectly. Uh, So yeah, I, I kind of stayed in the background. No sweets. No sweets for me. They were sweet. Did you see the sweets? I didn't. You no, didn't really. guard the sweets? You let everybody have the sweets? You're okay with that? Fine by me. I didn't okay. see the sweets. Yeah, they had like little chocolate brownies. Oh. Oh, yeah, the, with the powder. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have them because I'm I not did a chocolate see that, guy. but I didn't have any. I'm not, I was looking for the good sweets, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I, the, uh, I'm not a chocolate guy. I'm not a big chocolate guy. It was one of those parties that, honestly, it felt like I was there like 20 minutes because it was so much fun and, like, there was no, like, I constantly was, like, in a different conversation. And so it, it, really went by fast it was like oh wow it's i think maybe because it's a little smaller than some of your venues it made it even better yeah you know because everyone's right around you could you could you could go to this area that area that area and before before long you talked everybody you wanted to talk to which is kind of that part that part's kind of you want to go you want to go away and have, have, have visited at least with about everybody you wanted to visit with right which i thought was kind of cool yeah good part um so Jalen Mil- milrow's coming well you guys think of him well i got a hunch milrow you know he didn't look like a very good quarterback he, he looks small, but he's not. He's 6'2", 220. I almost wonder if he's headed down that, not as good necessarily, but that Jalen Hurts highway, and I don't mean transferring out. There's a guy that people thought was good, not great, and you look up, he's in the NFL. Now, he's not a very accurate passer yet, but wasn't Hurts off the mark in his, his early Alabama year? That's why he lost the job to Tua, right? Right. I mean, it was an accuracy thing more than anything else. I, I think Milrow might be really good next year. He could be. I mean, if he continues to evolve, yeah. I mean, I think he's had really big moments this year. I think he's going to have two really big moments coming up because I think Alabama's going to win the playoff. Uh, and so, yeah, he's he's just sort of getting warmed up, I think. And I think he's got a great chance to be the Heisman frontrunner going into next season. And his his acceleration is otherworldly. I mean, it's incredible how much ground he covers in a split second when he gets uh, when he gets upfield. And so I, I think he's going to statistically be incredible next season. And, yeah, I would think an NFL team would, you know, view him very favorably. I would think he's got a good chance to be in the top half of the 2025 first round. Hurts at Alabama, touchdown interception, freshman year 23-9, to nine, next year 17-1, third year 8-2. Milrow this season twenty three and six, so I think he's a little ahead of, of where Hertz but, but, was. But similar, yeah. But very, now Hertz, I think, had better receivers yeah. than Milrow did. But yeah, as far as the eye test is concerned, he is a very dangerous quarterback to play against. Yeah. Also, too, uh, you said twenty three and nine for Hertz and twenty three and six. So those are really similar numbers. Um, Milrow this year had sixty six percent completion percentage, but but even in this short time that has passed since Hertz was there, Hayes. That I think uh, completion percentages have gone up. I, I think routes are easier than they've ever been. The, the quick game. I mean, again, as much as I I like 
Graham Mertz, and I was a Graham Mertz fan. Graham Mertz or nobody else would have completed seventy three percent twelve years ago. The game, you know, you know what I mean. The game's different. No, no one completed. So everybody, everybody now is high sixties. I would think. Correct. Yep. And uh, you know, and, and so it's going to be fun. And again, I would think Alabama is going to have a great chance in the portal. What if they win the damn thing this year? What if Nick wins another one? Isn't that, isn't that who you're picking? Uh, yeah. I'm definitely picking Alabama to win the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost to the point where I will be surprised yeah. if Alabama doesn't beat Michigan in the winter of Texas. And yeah. I, I get it. Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa yeah, yeah. earlier. They're to- Alabama is a totally different team now. Milrow's a big reason why, you know, in, in terms of that. so I think Michigan's a tough out. They're not pretty. I think Michigan is so overrated do you really i do i mean what's for this the, what's i mean the line of that game is it line michigan's out? they were yeah. i haven't checked yeah, it they Mich- were a one and a half point yeah, michigan's a tough out man you know what though they, they look clunky they, they play in the big 10 and probably wear black shoes you know what i mean so but i michigan's pretty good Hayes. i i think but um, back to the point about alabama what if alabama won the damn thing again after after being in georgia's shadow and people wondering if nick's lost it a little bit and what if they just won the damn – just to piss everybody off, went, went and won the damn thing again? Probably his most improbable one. Yes, probably mm-hmm. would, probably would be the most, impro- most yeah, improbable Yeah, especially because he benched Jalen Milrow early right. in the season. Uh, by the way, Blake Corum for Michigan, the reason I think Alabama will have a, a little bit of trouble, 24 touchdowns on the season. I mean, yeah, I know that yeah, Heisman yeah. voters knew that because he was in the Heisman no, he's good. there for a little I mean, while. They, but they, they have a good they, – They've got to stop him. They have another team of 23-year-old offensive linemen across the board a quarterback who really knows how to play, a tough physical defense. Alabama, see, here's what I would tell you. Alabama probably has more team speed because the SEC teams just tend to have more team speed than the Big Ten teams. They just do. But other than that, I don't know where Alabama's better. Now, now Alabama's physical. Georgia found that out. They, I thought Alabama won the trenches in that game. But so is Michigan too. I almost think that's kind of the title game. Yeah, that, the the updated line at uh, my bookie is Michigan is a one and a half point favorite still, and then you've got Texas as a four point favorite over Washington. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I would. And if the two favorites win, I would think Michigan would probably be a a point or two favorite over Texas, and if Alabama and Texas win in the rematch, I'll bet you Alabama's favored. I would think. I'll bet you, even though they lost to them. It's the they're playing for the the national championship, the championship of college football. I would think people would expect Alabama to to win the game. I, I just it's I tell you what if they win if the if Alabama wins this title, that's a pretty freaking amazing program. Maybe the most amazing because of the day and age, might be the most amazing program in college college sports program in our lifetime. Really. Well, imagine that run having to beat Georgia, Michigan. And probably Texas. I mean, that's three monumental wins. Yeah, I will tell you this. Of all the teams they will have beaten on the way to a championship under Saban, I think the 09 Gators might be as good as any of them. They beat them soundly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think, and I, I mean, I, I think that might be maybe one of the Georgia teams. Cause the, I, shouldn't, I guess the Georgia teams within the last five, when's the last time they beat Georgia before this championship game? In a playoff, did they beat? When did they beat Georgia, the Tua game. Well, they beat them in for the title. Yeah, the Tua mm-hmm. game. That's, yeah. yeah. So, so that was an awfully good team they beat. The the, the beating them for the title in the Tua game, I would say that was. 
By the way, we talked about Florida's schedule. Georgia is at Alabama September 28th of next Ooh, year. Is that right? So we get a good like old-fashioned regular season yeah. Georgia-Alabama game. And Georgia's get at Texas, ready. too. Doesn't it play, Georgia play at Texas, too? Georgia does play at Texas. Georgia still has never been to Texas A&M. Is that correct? Well, yeah, they're never going to. <laughs> it's a, just there's never going to happen? There's an NCAA rule. Like, wouldn't this be the year that Georgia should be at Texas A&M? But, yeah, yep. uh, at Texas October 19th. And then uh, the other highlight would be to kick off the season when Florida plays Miami. You've got Georgia versus Clemson and Atlanta, which they did a couple years ago. Love it, love it. We'll take a break. Uh, news and notes are next. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on The Frangie Show. What's going on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show News and Notes. Here's Lauren Brooks. Bon Jovi today on Old Rock Thursday. All right, so Hayes, you said even you won't be watching tonight as Easton Stick has the ball for the Chargers and Aiden O'Connell has the ball for the Raiders. I can't do it. I I just, (laughs) every man has his breaking point, (laughs) and this is mine. I, I can't watch this game. I, I I mean, I just, I can't. I won't. For you not to watch yeah. is mind-blowing. Yeah. I mean, it must be a really bad game if you're not. You, you never watch, you never miss any NFL game. I just, and um, may, maybe I'll surprise myself and turn it on yeah, and I watch a little I of it. it. I, I, just I see have how bad it is. zero plan to watch. And it, it's a shame. If they were healthy, you know, it'd, it'd probably be a pretty entertaining game. But, yeah, I can't. They're playing for nothing. Yeah, both uh, teams five and eight. It's it's just it's gonna be yeah. awful. I think awful football. You know what I'm gonna watch? The log. Let me just tell you this. In condo. When East Carolina <laughs> comes calling, <laughs> when the Pirates come to the O'Connell Center, whatever they call it now, Exact Tech, mm-hmm. in front of thirty eight forty three, okay? I'll be locked in. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, seven o'clock, SEC uh network. In the NFL also, it sounds like Davis Mills will be the starting quarterback for the Texans since C.J. Stroud remains in NFL concussion protocol and did not practice today, Frank. Well, that give is, me whoever they're playing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I'll even take I, the Panthers. So over. I have that in our picks. It's Texans-Titans, but we can always take that out and replace that with a different game. The, uh, the uh, Texans-Titans in Nashville mm-hmm. with Davis Mills? Davis Mills versus Will Levis? I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we'll see. I uh, I don't think Davis Mills is terrible. I don't think he was going to be a good starting quarterback in the NFL, but I don't think he's a disaster. Uh, there was a, there were some t- people that didn't have as good a feeling. Now everyone says, oh, we knew Stroud would be great. We knew Stroud would be great. Well, people didn't. No. Yeah, it, he, he was, yeah. yeah it was really not controversial, yeah, but yeah. it was certainly debatable. Yes. You know, whether it, he would be good or not. They, so, so there was a lot of talk early on in the year that he might not even start the season as a quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of talk. I think Case Keenum's there, too. So they got a bunch of quarterbacks. But I think there was a lot of talk that Davis Mills would start the season as their quarterback. So, no, I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but uh, we'll see. Hayes, Joe Flacco got a new deal with the Browns. He's going to make $4 million based off of incentives. He'll make basically 75000 for each of the remaining four regular season games. Merry Christmas, Joe <laughs> Flacco. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, that's going to be a – that's for him. Be, yeah, what a – I mean, he's and, made and, a lot in football anyway, but that's, uh, you know, and, that's, that's – And good, the beauty is point. this contract will take him right to Medicare. And this is yeah. – I mean, it's perfect. I mean, this it's, is good for him. You know, and, and again, they, he's done a nice job. He's, he's efficient. I mean, look, he made some throws the other day that were just god-awful. 
Uh, so he's yeah, he he's certainly not what he was. Uh, but you know, he's still good enough to get out there in a year where quarterbacks have just been decimated, and certainly in in Cleveland they have been. And we'll see. I I don't want to see them here. I mean, there I I can I think the physic not because of Flacco, but the physicality that the Browns play with, I want no part of them being the five seed coming in here as the four. They're not like the one team I would really fear. I really don't want to see the Bills, really don't want to see Cincinnati, but uh, but Cleveland would be on the list of yeah, teams that I, agree I that. really don't have a lot of interest in seeing them roll in here for the first week of the tournament. So the 33rd team tweeted out, with Justin Herbert going on IR, here's the list of starting quarterbacks going into week 15 of the 2023 season. And obviously, we just mentioned Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell, Davis Mills. Also, Nick Mullins taking over for Josh Dobbs. Then you've got Bailey Zappi, Mitch Trubisky, Jake Drew, Drew Locke, Jake Browning, Joe Flacco. We know about them well. Tommy DeVito, Desmond Ritter, Derek Carr, Sam Howell. The list goes on and on, right? Uh, Chase Daniel quote tweeted that and said, it was a bad year to call it quits. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> do you like Bailey Zappi? He's your guy? Well, he's like a son to me. Um <laughs> You know, and so I, I'm rooting for him, but uh, I don't see him getting a win against Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. You don't think, huh? I don't think. I'm going to take the Chiefs in that one. Frank, you're the resident uniform guy. Jaguars are going all teal against the Ravens. Do you like it? I like teal and white. Teal, I, I'm a teal and white, white and white guy. But um, but yeah, I like it better than some of the, the combinations with black black uniforms. I, I my fa- my three my three favorite uniforms they will ever wear with their current combinations are white pants. Teal and white, white and white, black and white. I just like white pants. I like the way they started the franchise. But yeah, teal. I'm okay with teal and teal. White socks or teal socks? Uh, I believe all teal is what I saw. Oh, so even teal socks. Okay. I, I will like, double I like check for you. I'm a, I like white stuff. Uh, yeah, that's all teal. I like white. white white's cleaner. You know, that's what they, the they, they say clean, okay? That's what the hip young people say. They right. say it's clean. Fresh. Yeah. A fresh look. That's Listen, good. I'm dropping Keep hip it going. on I'm going to drop hip <laughs> on you all day long, okay? If you know, you know. Uh, like saying them. Thanks to Brett McMurphy for this stat. AP preseason number one jinx continued this year with Georgia not making the college football playoff. The Bulldogs became the 18th team in the last 20 years, ranked number one in the AP top 25 preseason poll that failed to win a national title. Only Alabama in 2017 and USC in 2004 were preseason number one and wow. won a national title in the last 20 years. Wow. So you don't want to be ranked preseason number one. Weird how that works. Everyone's shooting for you. Um, By the way, Remember one time I told you that I was going to send out a tweet that said, if you know, you know, wrong answers are only, and, and my Wordle score. Remember yes. that? Okay, and I did it, and I, I conquered Twitter the day I did it. Well, I've, uh, I've added to it. I've added, I've added a phrase to it. Checks notes. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. I'm gonna have yeah. checks. Okay, I'm gonna add checks right. notes. Okay. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm not, you're not really a That's cool. That's a popular one. You're yeah. not really a cool kid on Twitter. Yeah. Until you make a point, and somewhere in the middle of your point, you go checks notes. <laughs> not his thing. No, no, I, listen, I must I'm, be so not cool that I didn't even know that was a thing. It's, a, on it's Twitter. a thing. Checks notes. So I must not follow yeah, enough yeah. cool people I'm to even say, know that. Hey, the sky is blue, and at night, checks notes. It's dark. So that's right. what I, that's what I got. I'm doing it I'm, yeah. that, again. It normally comes with something like. Uh, checks notes lost at home to arkansas right, right. you know that kind of <laughs> oh thing. yeah yeah checks yeah. notes frank you mentioned at the top of the program that george mcginnis passed away he yeah. was 73 he died this morning he started for the pacers the 76ers and the nuggets in the 70s and he was inducted to the naismith memorial basketball hall of fame in 2017 the uh really good tough nose player played for the pacers you know what i'll always remember about him he was the other forward back then it was it was center two forwards two guards it wasn't three and four it was center. He was the other he was the other forward Hayes, when Dr. J was the forward. Oh wow! So when when it was when when the Sixers had their really good team, 
with Andrew Tony and Mo Cheeks and Caldwell Jones and and um, um, Daryl Dawkins. Ju- Julius Irving was the one uh, forward, and uh, George McGinnis was the other. Uh, Irving wore six, and McGinnis wore thirty. Hayes, Hayes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just getting ready to ask. I know you were. <laughs> uh, college basketball roundup, like you mentioned, Florida plays host to East Carolina tonight at seven p.m. UNF plays host to Trinity Baptist Saturday at two p.m. And JU plays host to Trinity Baptist uh, today. They actually tip off at 5 p.m. So Trinity oh. Baptist in town for a, a two-gamer. And then FSU plays host to SMU Saturday at 8 p.m. Did you see that FSU lost 88-72 at UCF on Saturday? I did not. Wow, did they really? Yeah, UC, I wonder if you see UCF. Uh, USF. Have, oh, USF. Yeah, USF. I, I did not see that. I, but it looks like it's going to be a tough year for the Knowles. I, I mean, they lost to Georgia. They lost to uh, Florida, beat them by They were up 30 at one point. Uh, they just lost to USF. I'll be, you know, he is 72, 73. I think he's, a, I think he's, uh, Leonard Hamilton's done a fantastic job with that program. But, and again, I'm, I don't follow it close enough to know if it's time to decide that he can't bring it back. But I do think that'll be, once we get into basketball season, Hayes, that'll be a talking point. I do think that. It it kind of has to be now yeah. because it's just, it's, it's, if this year isn't a good year, then it's, it's starting to become too many in a row. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, not a good start for the Knowles. Uh, no, certainly not. It it does seem like they hit their peak in 2020. And once that team wasn't able to go to the tournament, like we talked about the other week, it feels like it kind of all fell apart after that. And it, it's sad because you wanted to see him win one. And I think he could have potentially that year. Uh, one other college football note. I found this interesting. Ten teams that played the most freshmen this past season. Starts with Clemson, almost 4,000 snaps by freshman, 8-4 and four record. South Carolina, about 3,000 snaps. Record was 5-7. and seven. Miami, 2,700 snaps. Record 7-5. Texas A&M, 2,600, 7-5. Florida, 2,600, 5-7. Virginia, 2,200, 3-9. Stanford, 2,100, 3-9. Georgia, about 2,000, 12-1. Alabama, about 2,000, 12-1. And then Baylor, who really cares, but they were 3-9. and nine. So, but really, to me, the anomaly in there are the the fact that Georgia and Alabama wow. had close to not as many, but close to the same number of snaps. Certainly, the most top ten in the country, and they're really the only ones with a dominant season. Well, I'll give you the storyline. There is you have to have old guys to win. Have to, unless you got all five stars. I mean, the the re- the only two teams that played a lot of freshmen that were good, to according to your your. The numbers you just read yeah. were Georgia and Alabama because they're all five stars and they're loaded with five star juniors and sophomores, juniors and seniors too. Uh, another thing that can skew that a little bit because we know, like in Florida's case, those snaps were primarily like important snaps. Georgia and Alabama, like if you're killing the opponent, that's right. You're probably good emptying point. your bench, and so you could get a healthy really amount of point. freshman snaps because you're routing teams. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I don't know how much of that played into it. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know either. They didn't break it down by any garbage time. All right, time now for today's takeaways. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. My takeaway is Calvin Ridley. Look, it, it hasn't been pretty, I, but the, the slate is wiped clean. That's got to be the message. And I think in looking at it, Calvin Ridley still has a chance to have an outstanding season. Four games left in the regular season, and then hopefully at least uh, you know a, a couple playoff games. So just forget about everything that's happened, put it behind you, and launch what is uh, a resurgence 
for Calvin Ridley in his NFL career. And let's uh, let's get it going starting Sunday night against the Ravens. Calvin, go get us 125 yards and a score or two. Yeah, that would be awesome. My takeaway, Georgia, Texas, at Texas, by the way, LSU, Ole Miss, at Florida State. Those are the final five games of Florida's schedule. And for a team that's had back-to-back losing seasons, that is certainly a challenge. Uh, but a team that's also still trying to figure things out under their somewhat new head coach, really tough challenge. So we will see what happens. Uh, but certainly we have – National Signing Day next week. Then we'll be following the transfer portal closely, not just with Florida, but with Florida State, certainly Miami as well, and Georgia and Alabama don't really need it. Uh, But maybe Georgia will get a few guys. But, yeah, that's my takeaway. Tough, tough, tough five games to end the season. All right. And uh, tomorrow on the program we'll do our picks. Uh, We'll look at our pick standings. Uh, Pete Prisco will join. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to do tomorrow on the program. We get set for Jags-Ravens, which is a really important game. In fact, you're going to hear the boys talk about it in just a second, including uh, the coach Doug Peterson comes up in just a bit. But it's a uh, this is a home stretch, man, a four-game home stretch. Uh, the toughest of the four is this one. Uh, everybody knows that. It's the most difficult game they'll play. Lamar Jackson and company come to town. Beat them here last year. See if you can beat them here in this, uh, in this stadium again. That would be critical. Um, interesting that the Texans play the Titans without C.J. Stroud. It really is. So it'll be uh, that AFC South, the the week in the AFC South is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because the Colts play the Steelers, too, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, I think, a very difficult game for Indianapolis. You're catching Pittsburgh at a terrible time because they've just been embarrassed twice by bad teams. You're going to get whatever the best of the Steelers is, the Colts are going to get it Sunday. Yeah, there's no question. So uh, the, uh, the, the Colts and the Steelers. The Texans and the Titans, the Jags and the Ravens. I'm looking, and I'm, I'm looking for. I love Sunday night football, despite all the uh, they've lost two games in a row and a bunch of guys hurt and they're playing a really good team. I love Sunday night football. So one more day to preview it. That'll be tomorrow. We're out of here for Hayes, Lauren, and RJ. I'm Frank Frangie. Don't go anywhere. Jaguars Happy Hour comes up right now, and that includes the Doug Peterson Show. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.